Christian Parenting. Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Monica Swanson Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, wife to Dr. Dave, podcast host and author of Boy Mom and Raising Amazing. Here on the podcast, it is my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising amazing kids and building strong families. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here and I hope you'll be encouraged. Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and use code Swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50 and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. I hope you're doing great. And I'm wondering who else is as excited as I am that it's finally October, the best month of the year. Who's with me? Come on. Well, it is my birthday month. We've got a few more weeks before then. But besides that, for so many reasons, I love October. Now, I am recording this a little bit in advance, but as this episode airs, I should be just getting back from a trip to both Arizona and then on to Oregon, where I am hoping that I got my fall fix. So you can check my um, email. Hopefully you are on my email list because I'll definitely be sharing some photos and a little update. But my husband and I are going to visit his dad and a couple other friends and do a quick trip where I'm counting on seeing some fall leaves, maybe a little color change, and at least get that little fall chill in the air which is my favorite. So wherever you are, if you have fall, just enjoy it for me, okay? And um, I do love it when you send me photos. So you are welcome to email me a photo of your fall leaves. I truly enjoy those. And you can email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. Also, that's where you send in questions if you want me to consider your questions for an upcoming Q&A or maybe a topic suggestion or an interview request. So definitely email me. Don't be a stranger. I love to hear from you. But now I'm coming back to Hawaii where October is exciting in its own way. After living here for 22 years, I have learned to enjoy and appreciate fall in Hawaii 
which though we don't have leaves changing, we don't have a chill in the air, we do have waves on the North Shore. And that is quite the excitement around here. Luke will be on island surfing, training. Um, the contest season is coming up. A lot of pros come to town in October and November. So there's just a really special vibe in the air on our North Shore. So I've learned to enjoy that, even if it's not the same as the Pacific Northwest where I grew up. But anyways, I love fall. So enjoy it for me if you've got it. Now, today on the podcast, I have somebody who will be seeing fall because she lives in my home state of Washington State. I get to talk to Sarah Molitor, who you may know from her amazing Instagram feed. She's at Modern Farmhouse Family. That's where I first discovered her as she shares the most adorable pictures of her, hello, seven children. And yes, six of them are boys. So six boys and a darling baby girl, which... No, I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. I'm not jealous. <laughs> no, truly, I'm really happy for her. And I also can't imagine the energy it must take to keep up with all those kids. But she is doing an amazing job of it. And she has recently released a new book that I love so much. And I wanted to have Sarah on to talk about it because I think it's such an important topic. Her book is called Well Said, Choosing Words That Speak Life give grace, and strengthen your faith and family. Now, I appreciate so much Sarah's honesty, vulnerability here as she shares her story, which I think is a lot like my story and maybe some of yours too if you've ever struggled with using your words for good. Some of us who tend to use our words all the time as talkers, we can use that gift that God's given us of our words to tear others down when we're stressed, when we're tired. Sometimes our husbands are the target of some harsh words, right? Maybe our kids as well. Well, Sarah is sharing her journey, um, really growing it through that. She would say she hasn't fully overcome it, but I think she's done an amazing job and now she's encouraging others. And I actually took a lot of notes while we were talking, so definitely go over to show notes and I've written down a few things that I took, some quotes and some of her lists. And you can find show notes today at monicaswanson.com forward slash Sarah dash Molitor and that's M-O-L-I-T-O-R. But friends, I think you'll find this conversation so encouraging. Sarah's super funny and super real, and I just feel like I have a new really good friend, and I hope you feel that way even as you just listen. So wherever you are, thanks for being here. Thanks for being a part of this community. Please do take a minute to share this podcast with a friend, and once again, I say it almost every week. If you haven't left a rating or review yet, it would mean the world to me. If you could just pause even right now, scroll down on your phone to where you see those five stars, tap on them, and even better, would you leave a couple words about what you love most about the Monica Swanson podcast? That helps get this podcast in front of more people and helps our community grow. So thank you in advance for doing that. And now, without further ado, let's jump in and talk to Sarah Molitor about choosing words that speak life. I hope you're encouraged. Hey, Sarah, welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. Yes. Well, we already kind of got carried away chatting and found like <laughs> a gazillion connections. <laughs> so it's kind of wild in this world how God connects people through so many different ways. But before we jump in and start chatting away, can you just tell people who you are, what you do, and a little about your family? Yes, I am first a wife and second a mother of seven little ones, and they range in age from 11 all the way down to five months. So when I say like, you know, 
wild, joy, all the things, chaos, mess, like all those things are like a part of my every day Mm -hmm. in the season I'm in right now. But my husband and I, we live in central Washington. I'm from Oregon and we're raising our family on a few little acres out here, you know, not enough Mm. to have a cow and sheep and a goat, but enough that I can say, go outside and explore and they can do that. Uh So I'm thankful for that. Wow. Wow. So fun. And tell us where you're from in Oregon and Washington. So we get that picture. Yeah. In Oregon, I was born and raised um, along the Columbia River in what we call the Columbia Gorge and right at the base kind of of Mount Hood and real forest, you know, river, beautiful mountain, all Mm -hmm. this like insulation. And I moved to um, smack dab in the middle of Washington where it is flat. There are water towers and (laughs) there is no mountain and forest. And it was quite the shock, but this is home and I love it. I love both, but I love where I am now. Right. And fun fact for listeners, you and I just chatted how my first few years of marriage when Dave and I lived in Oregon, we spent a lot of time in the Mm -hmm. Columbia Gorge where you're from. And Dave was a mad, passionately crazy windsurfer back then. And I don't know if anyone knows windsurfers, but there's a (laughs) certain kind of addiction with windsurfing that is unique to all others. But um, we spent a lot of time out there, and it is so beautiful. It is. So um, I'm sure you miss that. Do you still have family there? Yep, still have some family there. One sister and my parents and my grandparents. So I'm thankful Aww. it's only three hours away. And every Yay. time we drive that strip of the freeway down there, my boys point out mm. all the kiteboarders, all the windsurfers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's probably more kiteboarding now, right? A little they, bit. Switched yep. a little. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And now Central Washington. So, yeah. wow. And how long have you been there? We have been here now. 13 years, married 14. And then we've both finished up school the first year. So here 13. Okay. And I don't think you and I covered, how did you meet your husband? We, so this is kind of a fun story. My husband, think father of the bride. He was, he has five older siblings and he was born when his parents were 45 and 50. And they were like, happy 25th anniversary. We are having a baby. And at the same time, their oldest daughter was having her second child. Like they were pregnant at the same time, due like three weeks apart. What? And so my husband was born right um, ahead of his second nephew. (laughs) And, And yeah, so I actually grew up with his oldest sister's kids. They they are now oh my nieces my and nephews, but they were my friends, both still. Oh, so wow. that's a little wild. So he would come down and visit his sisters slash his nieces and nephews because they were all the same age. And he would come to our church because that's we went to the same church. And um, anyway, we met one day. We would all go on a hike every week one summer. And we he came down, unbeknownst to me, to ask me on a date. And we ended up hiking mm-hmm. the whole way up flirting the entire way down, mm. deciding we were in love and going to be married that night. And Stop. <laughs> no, seriously, no, it was like me? very, very fast. This is the Everyone best. Everyone was like, you guys are nuts. You need to stop. You need to slow down. You're 19 and 20. Like, and we were like, no, we, like we know that we know that we know. And um, this is crazy. A week later, he was like, I love you. And I need to tell the whole world. And three months later, we were engaged. And the next summer we were married. So there you go. <laughs> oh my goodness. That is like the best story ever. Yeah, that is yeah, so cool. I love it. My sons will be encouraged. <laughs> they, they want it to be that easy. Yeah, that easy at the time. <laughs> They're like, we don't want to date. We just want to find the right person, figure it out and get married. Yeah, so totally. That is such a good story. Oh, I love it. Well, your husband looks like a great guy Yeah, and looks like you two have a lot of fun. And mm-hmm. you already mentioned you got a house full of kids. Oh my goodness. And 
They are all darling. Thank you. And we're going to link. I'm sure most people have seen you on social media, but um, they are absolutely darling and they all know how to like pose perfectly and they look <laughs> like they're having fun doing it. It doesn't look like they're being tortured. Yeah. So tell us just a little bit. Of, we're going to get into our topic today for sure, mm-hmm. but I just got to know like a little more about the family. Like when did you always know you wanted a bunch of kids? How did it all happen? How did it play out from end? You've got seven. Yep. Is that the end or are we still open to more? Yeah. Yeah. We'll get there. <laughs> okay. Okay. Start yeah, from the beginning. Start from the beginning. I think, um, I don't think I ever would have said seven kids. I would have said, I came from, from a, I came from a family of four. He came from a family mm-hmm. of six. Um, mm-hmm. And we would have both said four easily. Like mm-hmm. that's a big family. That's great. And, mm-hmm. you know, then we had four and it just, was like, oh, one might be missing. So we had five. And then at that time. Okay, real quick though, those first five, like were they, first four, was, first four before, yeah. 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 Was that like, um, things are just great? Like, no, was it easy? I would say that's the interesting <laughs> part. I like, and when you read the first chapter of yeah, I was going to say, I, you, yeah. people will be like, I don't know that I like Sarah. I like Tim, but I don't know that I like Sarah, but just stick with me till <laughs> chapter two. Like, I promise you'll like me. Um, no, we all her- are you. We relate. <laughs> yeah. I promise. That that was the hard season. The one to mm-hmm. two, terrible. Mm-hmm. Two, really difficult. And mm-hmm. then we kind of hit our stride, you know, maybe nine to a, nine months to a year after two and felt like our marriage was rebuilding. And we'll talk about that a little bit more and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And then three felt a little bit easier because we were being better communicators in our marriage and our marriage was, mm-hmm. you know, flowing a little bit better. Mm-hmm. So four came. And at that point, we probably felt like we were in a pretty sweet season. So five felt pretty doable at five. Mm-hmm. I think my husband would have said, I'm good. And he probably did. Mm-hmm. He probably was like, I'm good. Five's good. Um, and mm-hmm. I was like, I just really feel like I have another one in me. And then at six, mm-hmm. he was like, I'm good. We're good. <laughs> and I was like, I really feel like we might have seven in us. And so we really prayed about that. Um, and you know, I didn't want to jump ahead. I didn't want to I could have easily kept having kids all the time. I think that's just my personality. Mm. It felt manageable. And, um, and he was very much like, I don't know that that's where I'm at. Like, I don't want to get over capacity, you know, and not feel like I can get attention to everyone, which is fair. So really spent some time praying about that at the point we decided like, you know what, we do think we want to have a seventh child. Um, I think mm-hmm. it was pretty much like the next day we found out I was pregnant. So praise the wow, Lord. Yeah. We, praise the Lord. We found right? that out. Um, and that was the daughter, right? And that was her. And that was mm. shock of a lifetime. I we bet. were so entrenched, as you know, like in being boy parents. Like I mm-hmm. love being a boy mom. Mm. And at that point, I was really gung-ho like seven boys. Like I, I would have told you at one or two children that I would have loved having a girl and like like more than anything, I would have wanted a girl to add to our bunch. And by six, I was like, I'm good. Like I, I really want boys. Like I'm happy. Mm -hmm. And so that total thing of people coming up to you, like you train for a girl, it was not, Yeah, I was like, Mm -hmm. no, I'm, we're good to the point. Like Mm -hmm. we're about to blow the cannons for the gender reveal. And I'm saying it's going to be blue. I am thrilled. Like I am so happy. And it came out peak and I was like, Oh my goodness. Like shock. So anyway, yeah, that's where we were. And as far as now we are very happy and peaceful at seven and, um, seven's a great number. It's a great number. (laughs) And if you want a little fun, like laugh we've gotten, she was, 
born at 7 p.m. weighing seven pounds, seven ounces, and she's our seventh child. And someone said, like, Goodness. if you guys don't get the hint from the Lord that you're done, like, I think you're good. Like, you're not <laughs> listening. I know. Completion. So we were laughing at that. But um, I, interesting. I had told him, you, like, don't tell me you're done. Like, I just need to know for myself. But the Lord really spoke that to me in his own way. So very grateful mm-hmm. for that. And we're very, very happy. Wow. Oh, that is so awesome. And what a life this little girl's going to have growing up with all those brothers. Oh, my goodness. No boys will ever have the (laughs) guts to come around, right? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I can't imagine. And you homeschool. Yes. Yeah. Right? Yes. Have you done that from the beginning? Did that from the beginning. This is our sixth year. And um, I'm adding in our fourth little one today, um, or not today, but you know, this month. (laughs) Yes. Um, and he'll be starting kindergarten. So I'll have all those different grades. Yeah. Wow. Well, I love all of that. And I just think that having a lot of kids is so great. And if anything, I always say no one regrets having more kids. You might regret stopping, but I always tell younger moms that when we had three, we thought we were done. Mm -hmm. And I'm thankful we didn't do anything permanent because it was (laughs) six and a half years later, right before I turned 40, that we were like, should we have one more? And like you, I was pregnant like in a week. And so I'm I'm really grateful because our last little guy adds so much. Someone just said, he's the extra spice in your family. Oh, I love that. You know what? He is the extra (laughs) spice. So yeah, so you've got a... A full family, and they are darling, and that's where we were. And you're homeschooling, yes. And so you've got got four to homeschool plus the little ones. Mm-hmm. That can be complicated, but I yeah. always tell people it really blesses even the little students to have the little ones around. That yeah. just there is learning going on in all oh my of goodness. those things. So yes, yeah. so. Yeah. Well, it's going to be an adventure, and through all of this, God's been teaching you a lot, Mm -hmm. and you have a book that, as this comes out, will have just released, Mm -hmm. and so can you tell us the story of how that book came to be and what people will find in it? Yeah, like I mentioned earlier, there was that moment or moments building up to where we had about when we had our second little one, and our marriage, I wouldn't say like, I wouldn't say it was bad. I just wouldn't Mm -hmm. say I was in a healthy place. There was a lot of discontentment, a lot of resentment, a lot of Mm -hmm. um, disappointment, not in my husband, not in our family, but um, just in me, in my heart, not settling into the circumstance or place God had plopped me in, right? And so that started manifesting in my words and the way I spoke to my husband, Mm -hmm. which Mm -hmm. bummer for him, (laughs) but I'm thankful he... I felt like Tim was built in with about a hundred extra measures of grace, like, and probably Mm -hmm. just for me for those moments. And I, you know, not that I wished he had that, but it's just the way it went. And through that season, it kind of came culminated to this moment where we had a blowout and it really was me. And in that I kind of got a, whatever, you know, Holy spirit kick in the pants from my parents to say like, Hey, like, it doesn't matter where you are. It doesn't matter what you're doing. Like you can make a choice to be content in your season, suck the blessing out of the city you're in, do all you can um, because the other option just isn't sustainable. Right. And it obviously Mm -hmm. hasn't been for you. And they had recognized that. And so at that moment, there was enough, you know, Holy spirit conviction. There was enough, you know, outward conviction from people Mm -hmm. saying like, I can see this, that, it was enough to make me want to change and not just change temporarily, but really do a heart Mm. change 
in how I spoke. And then also understanding that that wasn't just for my marriage, but it was for my children and the future children I would have and down the road. And so that's where the message of well said comes from. It comes from those moments and everything after. And I'm so thankful. Um, writing to write a book would have been a dream. I would have never, you know, gone after. Um, but it was there and the opportunity when it presented itself, they said, what would be your life message? And I knew instantly Mm -hmm. what that was. There was no question what that message would be. And so through the whole process, um, God has just been so faithful to, it felt like one big therapy session. I'm sure you can like relate to that a little bit as like you're Uh writing out. It feels like that. And it still feels like that. Even like talking to you about it feels like a counseling session almost, but in a really, what look, what God has done way on the other side of it. I'm still learning, but you know, on a, at least a healthier other side of where I was. That is so good. And what I just love and admire, and I think one of the things that has just drawn me back to you again and again, is just that in that process, I mean, how often we do feel some conviction, but it's pretty easy to write that off, to justify it, to be like, oh, just say no to mom guilt. Um, That's one of the topics that comes up, which we all know there's a bad mom guilt, right? There's the kind that we do say no to. But sometimes if we just look to the right people, they're going to tell us, you are justified. You have every reason to speak this way, think this way. And so I just give you so much credit for A, listening to the Holy Spirit, and B, listening to your folks. Can you tell us, because this too is good encouragement for us parenting as our kids grow up. I like your parents. Tell (laughs) me me how, did you reach out and say like, I need some counsel or did they just come to you and say like, I'm seeing something? How did all that play out? So can I just tell you one of the themes in my childhood, and I try to remember this as a parenthood, as a parent, was that my dad would consistently say, Sarah, if you can learn to be teachable, like if nothing else, Mm. if you can learn to be teachable, even when it doesn't feel good, like whether that's in sports, because I did those, whether that's in life, Mm -hmm. whether it's in school, like you are going to go farther. And I can tell you even still today, um, Mm. sometimes, you know, I'll hear something that I don't like, but I know it's right. And I have, I, and I tell myself, I don't like that, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to, practice being teachable, even though I don't like it, just because I feel like that's something that my parents really built in me that you're going to practice it even when you don't like it. So I had actually called them that night of the blowout. Like my husband, Mm -hmm. um, he walked out the door and he said, I'm going to give you a break. (laughs) Like you're obviously, you need a break. You've said a lot. Um, and I did, and I don't think we talked again that night. It was pretty bad. And I, Mm. um, am pretty hurtful. And I called my mom in hopes that she would back me up that Mm -hmm. she would come alongside and say, you're my daughter. Of course, I'm going to like side with you. And Mm -hmm. what I got instead was my mom listened for a couple minutes. And what I got instead was my dad on speakerphone. Thanks, mom. And (laughs) and my mom was like, it's your dad's turn now. He wants to talk to you. And I got everything, but I back you up, which was good. It was, Mm -hmm. it was, it was, we love you, but because we love you, this is what we're seeing. And you're not going to make it unless you make a change. And Mm. that hurt. Um, But I think the Holy Spirit had already been doing work in my heart Mm -hmm. to where Mm -hmm. I was able to bend to that a little bit. And like my heart heard that. And even though it hurt, it was like that teachability came in. I thought, okay, like I, I don't like this. It hurts, but, Mm -hmm. but what's the alternative, right? Like what's happening also hurts. And so what am I going to lose 
mm-hmm. trying something different and trying to step yeah. out of this. And so I think yeah. deep down I knew that, but I'm so thankful that they were willing to say something. You know, what mm-hmm. is that verse in Proverbs that says, you know, um, open rebuke is hidden love or open rebuke is better mm-hmm. than hidden love. I think like something like yeah. I'd rather mm-hmm. have a parent yeah. that says, mm-hmm. I don't think you're going to like what's going to happen with this than a parent right. that hides their love and just says, oh, just, you know, you'll make, yep. you'll make it, you'll be fine. Exactly. And so, And your parents knew you well enough. They and did. Husband, yes. I would imagine that yes. if there was some yes. reason, yeah. they would have, but they yeah. they knew what was true. And I think as a child, I've left that door open. I've said, you have a mm-hmm. door into my life and I've allowed that. So I think there's, it's a two-way street. Like some people don't yep. want to leave that door open for their parents. Mm. You know, wow. that's a hard thing. <laughs> right. And, and really with leaving and cleaving, you know, you could have just said, I've got this. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Not really open to it, but I think there's so much wisdom in you leaving that door open. And we should probably all do that a little more (laughs) because most of our parents have wisdom from all their years and they do know us pretty well. So that is such a cool story. So tell your parents, give them a high five for me. (laughs) I will. (laughs) And I think that, you know, that's just that whole I don't think our generation's great at that, just no. doing the hard things, giving our kids the hard word that they need yeah, to hear I that's agree. really for their best. So, wow. So good. Okay. So you got to share your story. Mm-hmm. You did such a great job. Like I said before we started, it, your, your writing drew me in right away. And no, I didn't dislike you. I liked you <laughs> from the first chapter because I'm like, okay, she's telling my story too. Mm-hmm. So I think we're all going to relate. Um, but can you kind of just walk us through that process. Like from that moment, practically speaking, you don't just change overnight. You've still got (laughs) patterns and habits and thoughts. Tell us kind of what that looked like. And then people can go to the book to read the full story. And I still have those patterns and habits and thoughts that I'm working through. (laughs) It doesn't ever go Shocking. Yeah. The practical side Mm. of it first was forgiveness. I mean, I feel like you can't, you're not going to go anywhere. You're not going to grow anywhere until Mm. you ask for forgiveness for maybe the damage that's been done or the things, even if it feels irreparable, right? Like it's not, Mm -hmm. it's not, and there is forgiveness. And I think that's the cool thing about seeing it from the other side now as a parent, like knowing Mm. the grace God gave me and the redemption God Mm. gave me allows me to even parent a little bit more, um, in that grace and that redemption from that perspective. But forgiveness was the first thing I knew that, I needed to make a heart change, but I also knew that I needed to verbalize that the same way I Mm asked my children to, when harm's been done to each other is the Mm -hmm. same thing. So I verbally asked for forgiveness. I listed out some pretty yucky things that I had said. I recognized I owned it. Um, it was not fun. I also gave a little gift to Tim because I felt like, you know, again, another proverb, like gift makes makes way for the giver, right? Like if I could just, so I got him like, I don't like coffee, but he loves coffee. So I got him coffee, dark chocolate, and a flannel that, um, those were like the three things and he loved. Okay. Everyone, I hope you're taking (laughs) notes. This is, this is countercultural and I couldn't love it anymore. Oh man, they were, it was practical. So forgiveness, I made a gift, I wrote a card and then I because I had used my words in a damaging way over the years, I mean, not just a one-time offense, I felt like I needed to use my words to build him up. So I spent a day writing out 50 things I love about my husband. And I, he still has that paper on the top of his dresser. I could find it right now. And he holds on to it. I should probably write like part two, you know, like 10, 15, 14 yeah. years later. I should a few probably more write kids three. later. Yeah. Uh-huh. And yeah. it, can I just tell you that at first it, it, it didn't feel forced that I loved him. I loved my husband. That wasn't the question. Mm-hmm. You know, the question wasn't, 
is our marriage going to work? That wasn't it. It was just, are you going to keep damaging what's here? And so I loved him, but it was hard in the middle of what you feel like you're right and you're right to say these things. Mm -hmm. It was hard to say the opposite thing and write it down. So it started something like, I like it that you wear a backwards hat. I think you're cute. You know, like that type of thing. But down the line to 50, it got a lot more. I appreciate how you honor others. I appreciate how you love the, you know, I really tried to dig deep. Mm -hmm. And when he read those things, so much healing, right? Like so much healing happened, not just for him, but for me too, to realize like, those are things I wrote. Those are things I truly believe. And those are what I want my words to reflect. I don't want my words to reflect the other things. Those aren't Mm -hmm. truth. That's not Mm -hmm. who you are. And that's not what God says you are. Um, I want them to reflect what I know to be true about you. Um, and that was kind of that first, that was that first day, day one, (laughs) day one. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Hey guys, I want to take a quick second to tell you about a pretty great math curriculum. Whether you homeschool your kids or they go to school but could use a little extra help at home with their math skills, CTC Math is a great option I hope you'll check out. Now, I've written a little review of CTC Math over on my blog. I'll link to that in show notes. Or you can go directly to the ctcmath.com website and see everything that's in there. But I want to tell you a couple of really cool features. See, CTC Math uses adaptive questions. These are interactive questions that change in difficulty depending on your student's ability. They use a smart algorithm that tracks your student's progress and delivers questions based on their needs. The student won't even know this is happening and this helps them build confidence and master concepts. Now I love their video tutorials. They are short like four to nine minutes long so they don't drag it out all day but they keep them interesting, interactive and really fun and their lessons are clear, complete and so easy to follow. Now there's a whole lot more great features that you'll want to check out over at the ctcmath.com website. One thing I love is that CTC Math offers a 12-month money-back guarantee, no questions asked. So really, you've got nothing to lose. Check them out. Let me know what you think. Again, there will be a link in the show notes or go to ctcmath.com and can't wait to hear how you like it. Hey friends, well, after a long and for many of you cold winter, are you ready to bring the spirit of the islands into your home? Look no further than Home Threads, where comfort meets coastal living. At HomeThreads.com, you can discover a collection inspired by the tranquility of the beach. From breezy linens to stylish coastal decor, they've got everything you need to turn your home into a seaside retreat, and always at the best value. If you haven't been to the Home Threads website yet, you have to go check it out, see their beautiful bedding, everything they have for your kitchen, lighting, workspace, and a gift guide, which has something for everyone on your list. I'm thinking ahead to Mother's Day, Father's Day, anniversaries, birthdays, and more. So visit homethreads.com forward slash Monica and get a code for 15% off your first order. Because whether you're on the islands or dreaming of the sea, Home Threads brings the beach to you. Home Threads love where you live. That's beautiful. I mean, I'm, you've got me like tearing up and reflecting like, shouldn't we all do that? Like what a gift. And, and I'm kind of guessing that the words that you were owning up to and needing forgiveness for were probably, and again, we don't want to justify things, but probably not even that bad. When you look at the world and the way people speak, they were probably very much the things that many of us speak without thinking because we take for granted, right? That those people are going to keep loving us, that they know us well, that we're just having a bad day. We're stressed, we're overwhelmed. And so, um, 
I think we could all pause and reflect and say, is this something, is there a pattern that has become a habit in our own lives that yeah. we could And I think words are so easy to say, but the other thing that I think about is I, I can feel still to this day, I can feel the intention behind the words I was using. You know, yeah. I was using mm-hmm. them with a certain motivation. And I think that's a big mm-hmm. thing is like, what's motivating our words? Like what, and my motivation was to hurt. My motivation was yeah, if I'm going to go, course. if I'm going to go down, you're going to go down with me. Yeah. And like, I'm going to mm-hmm. pull you down and I, I feel miserable because, because I don't like this, this, and this, and I want this, this, and this. And so I'm going to make sure. you feel miserable with mm-hmm. me. And so, yes. you know, it's not just healing the words we say. I think that's so easy. Like you can stop saying a certain word, right? That's just a habit. Mm-hmm. I can stop saying mm-hmm you know, whatever. Um, it's the same way your children say a word funny and you're like, no, it's, it's, it's pronounced this way. Like you can right. teach, you can teach that. Um, yeah. but it's the heart change and the intention and the motivations behind what we're saying, you know, that totally. need the change too. Right. Because out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? right? Jesus's words. And right. so can you just give us a little insight into that part? Like how, how did you begin the heart work? Well, I think first that started as habit. I mean, I know it started as habit. It didn't, it, sure. it felt, Which sometimes, it felt forced, yes. like, right. You're practicing. I mean, I, fair enough. I would, yes. you know, say something and it felt forced and it felt like, sure. I don't really mean that. Um, but that was part also of that dying to self. Like, I'm not yes. going to say what I want to say because I'm not always right. And when you which I mean, I'm chatting your head off, Monica, which you're giving I'm me space lo- I'm to. Loving this. But when I'm you, taking notes. But when you're a chatterbox, when you're um, when you when words flow easily for you, it's easy to string them together to make them sound good and say what you want to say. I can oh. my husband always jokes, he's like, You should have been a lawyer. And I'm like, oh no, that like that's not if you knew me, that's not me at all. But he's like, because you're so good with words. Like you yeah. can, and that is a gift and a hard thing to yes, work through. A liability. Well, yes, I have yeah. felt con- I've felt convicted myself yeah. because I'm like my husband is a quieter person mm-hmm. and I'm sure he could have much more against me than I do against him, but because I'm the talker, mm-hmm. how I that is a gift, but we can also use it in really harmful ways. So it is a responsibility yeah. and yeah. something to steward well, which is what your book is all about. Yeah. And yeah. you reflect back on being a child who was a chatter as well, <laughs> yeah. right? Just like me, yes. teachers had to ask you to talk less in class yes. and some great stories. Um, but how's the process been since? Like, is do you feel like you've got new habits? Give us some yeah. hope that this. Oh, totally. Actually... There's absolutely hope. That's like my favorite yeah. part. I feel like, you know, yes. you get into this dive and you're like, are we going to come out of this? Yes, you are. Like you are going to mm-hmm. come out of this. And I think the hope is that eventually those habits, they become mm-hmm. part of you. They, 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 yeah. they won't become habitual anymore. It'll just become mm-hmm. who you are and you will naturally yes. say those things. And that doesn't mean, and I love to say this in the book, like, it doesn't mean you walk around like a positive poly. Like I'm not like trotting around my house, like life, I'm speaking life into everyone, you know, like yes. all of that. That's, that's not what it means, but it means that you know, the other side and you're walking mm-hmm. in the freedom and you know how that feels. And so of mm-hmm. the two, you continually mm-hmm. choose the one that brings fruit and life into your home, even though you mm-hmm. may fall back, you know, every other mm-hmm. time, you know, the steps to get out of it even. And so I'm so thankful for that. I'm thankful that what started as habit has become a part of me, but it, Mm -hmm. it, it's not without practice. And so as I practiced more, 
there were times and there were conversations um, that one of the things I had to do was invite my husband in. I had to say, okay, like game plan. We need a game plan. When I get worked up, I want to tell you basically that I can't stand your guts, right? Like, and I want to say every mean thing about you, even though that's not true. I love you and that's not true. But like, I don't want to say those things. How can I not say those things? And he was like, well, I think that I can almost see it on you when you get that way. And so I think we just take a break. I will just walk out. And I'm not walking out of the house. Like I'm not like driving away, but he's like, I'm just going to like go to a different room, give us space because I can see it. And so that is literally what he did. He, he, we would like be in a conversation. He'd say, I can see you're like, I can see you're getting worked up. I think Mm -hmm. you're going to say something you regret. And I I don't want to say that because it hurts. So why don't we take a break? And sometimes that break was him walking out and me standing there fuming about ready to say what I wanted to say, but I didn't get the opportunity because he had a healthy boundary to just say, you're going to take a break, you know, and eventually okay, that. So somebody's asking here though, and it might be me. Yeah. <laughs> how do you not chase him into the next room? Because oh. when I'm worked up, I'll be like, wait, I'm not done yet. Yeah. I th- Did you just have to use super self-control? Cause yeah. you knew this was part of a planned. Yeah. Like, and I think that's something it. you okay. just have to resolve in yourself. It, this isn't yes. worth it. Um, I, I could, I could win with my words, but I'm going to lose. And so Ooh. Um, there's, so yeah, I just had to resolve that in myself. That was something I had Mm -hmm. to do. And so it got easier and easier and easier. Mm -hmm. And then one of the things he said to me one time really made a difference for me and still does today. Um, he said, if you, he said, if you were being video recorded, Oh man, right. You would like think you're like, <sighs> yeah, no, I know that was enough. The other <laughs> thing he said, that was, that right was good. The, the other thing he said is he said, if I called you what you just called me, you would be in tears. Mm. He's a, he goes, yeah. I know you would be. And I was like, wow. I know I would be too. And that has replayed in my head even up until last week. You know, when I, when I want to mm-hmm. say something and I want to say you, um, I literally hear in my head, like, if Tim called you that, what would you do? And I think I would want to punch his face out. So knowing that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. he's not going to do that to me, I'm not going to do that to him. But like, that was enough for me. That was enough and that to stick with me. So yes, there are like some practical things. Then there are some things you just have to resolve in yourself. I'm going to do this because what's the alternative. Mm -hmm. And then there are some things you have to carry with you to remind you years later Mm -hmm. that you're not going to go back to that spot. Hmm. Yeah. Super practical. And that's the book has lots more of those <laughs> practical steps. I love that. And yeah. And I'm thinking of the verse, he who's been forgiven much loves much. Mm-hmm. And I think that when I have worked on my words over time too, it's just that humility of going like, who am I? Like having those moments in my quiet time with the Lord where I'm like, I am so aware of my own sin nature and like all of my faults that I should have nothing but love and grace to extend to everybody around me. Because if I had a true moment where I stood face to face with the Lord, I'd be like, done. Have you ever like pictured that? Like sometimes in my head, this is like my holy imagination here. Like I picture myself standing in front of the Lord and like this scroll coming undone, you know, we're, we're going to have to account for mm-hmm. every word spoken, yeah. every thought, every everything you had, word spoken. right? And like, I imagine the scroll just like unrolling till the ends of the earth, like of just me. And in that moment, I like you said, I am so aware. And that's almost enough to make me go, okay, I'm just going to leave that yeah. one word for now. Maybe I'll take that one off the scroll. <laughs> like maybe we'll just right. leave that one off. So 
scary you as know, we don't so need it. Oh. It's, it's almost like that image is enough to be like, okay, that's good. Thanks, Lord. <laughs> I so get you and appreciate that you've tackled this. And I love too that you've really gone through this, that the Lord's been so gracious to teach you all this while your kids are young, because as much as our words can really hurt our husbands, certainly we know that words can really damage children. Mm -hmm. And I know in my early years of parenting, I've shared that that was when I struggled the most with my anger and Mm -hmm. um, saying things that I regret. And Mm -hmm. And still to this day, that would be my go-to if I'm at the end of my wits and just stressed and overwhelmed. Yeah. It's the words. And yeah. so um, how important that we take this seriously. Mm-hmm. And for anyone listening that like is becoming aware that maybe you've got some issues with your own words, I'd say there is so much grace. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, there's so much hope. But I encourage people to take it serious. Don't just write it off and think it's just part of motherhood because it doesn't have to be. Yes, I love that you said that. That's super important. I would love to hear you talk about if a friend came to you with her struggles with communication because when people Mm -hmm. ask me like, what do I do about something? I often will say, what would you tell a friend? If your friend was going through that, we're usually more gracious and encouraging and we can think more practically for Mm -hmm. a friend than Mm ourselves. So if a friend came to you struggling with communication, like what are some of the words you would say over coffee to a friend? I think I would first start with prayer. (laughs) Like just like, Mm -hmm. let's pray about this because I think when you're in the middle of it, that sounds so silly, but it's not because Mm -hmm. when you're in the middle of it, the last thing you're looking to is the Lord. Like you're either looking for validation or you're looking for Mm -hmm. an easy way out and there's no easy way Mm -hmm. out. And so only the Lord can cover those gaps. So I would first say, have you prayed about this? What is the Lord telling mm-hmm. you? Have you sought counsel? Like maybe the friend is the counsel. Have you sought wise counsel? Someone who has your best interest at heart, but also has your, if it's your spouse, you know, the other party's best interest at heart too. Cause it's how easy is it in our culture to find someone who will back us up, right? Like we could turn left or Absolutely. right and like, it's so easy. Yep. So find that trusted person that's going to look at you like my parents looked at me because they love Mm -hmm. you and is going to say the hard things because they love you. And when you find that person, um, be honest. I think the easiest thing to do is to almost downplay our sin. Um, I Mm -hmm. don't want people to know all the things I said, Mm -hmm. but how does that help anyone if I'm downplaying my sin and saying like, oh yeah, I struggled with the, oh yeah, we had that moment in marriage early on. Oh, you'll get through it. Like you'll, you know, mm. I don't want to downplay the yuckiness because it's yucky. Yeah. I yeah. want to expose it because bringing things to the light allows the mm-hmm. Lord to do his best work. When we keep it hidden, yeah. if we only, if only, if we only throw a bone and hold back the rest, the Lord can mm. only do so much. Totally. So yes. I would almost want to say when you go to the person that you've, you know, spoken to, whether it's your children, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a friend, whoever it is, you need to ask for forgiveness and you need to say for what, when I ask my children, you know, I'm sorry for hitting you. Mm. Will you please forgive me for punching you in the arm? Mm -hmm. I really work on that in my kids because I want them to verbalize the yucky sin, not to make themselves feel bad, but to get it out and let it be mm-hmm. exposed so that the Lord can do his work. So that person can say, I know, I see that you recognize. So when I go to Tim and I say, I am so sorry for calling you an idiot and telling you that um, I never want to, you know, blah, 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 see your face again. And I don't want you to do this. Um, he's seeing that I'm recognizing all of it. 
and he can say, I forgive you for that. But if you just say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm-hmm. Like where, like, what are you sorry for? Difference. Like, what are you, there's such a difference. Out. And yes, it's a cop out. It is. And, and so mm-hmm. just, I, those are my things. Go to someone who's trusted, make sure they have your best interest at art, but also the other person's mm-hmm. best interest at art. Cause it's not fair to be yes. one-sided. Um, Huge. go to the Lord, ask forgiveness and verbalize those things so that it's all on the table and you can be honest with yourself and with the other person moving forward. Those would be my first oh, steps. Beautiful. <laughs> So good. And I'm going to put those in show notes. I think that's huge. And again, I just keep thinking counterculture. I guess I'm just coming across so many people online who are just sharing a message that I think is not helpful. And that is... None of us are perfect. It's okay. Yeah. Grace, grace. I, I call know. it sloppy grace. Oh, that's such I'm a like, good enough sloppy it. grace. Yeah. yeah come no. on. Because there is grace and none of us are perfect, but goodness that we could do better. All of us. Well, and like you're so. saying that sloppy grace just allows you to almost, it allows you to stay in it. It gives you, it gives mm-hmm. you an excuse to stay mm-hmm. in it and not move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. And that's not worth yes. it. Exactly. Okay. Well, before you became an author, which you now officially are, <laughs> thank you. You have a huge following on social media. Mm-hmm. And if anyone hasn't checked out your Instagram feed, they have to because it is, you could just look at it all day long. But you have to have some method for just balancing because so mm-hmm. many of us struggle with social media. Mm-hmm. We love it. We hate it. We're entertained by it. It sucks our time and we want to get rid of it. <laughs> so do you have any wisdom to share with people just from your journey becoming becoming a big deal on social media? Oh goodness. Don't feel like a big deal. I just feel like a little, like a girl in the corner of the internet, it, but um, it's It's, I, my biggest thing with social media is if it didn't bring me joy, I wouldn't do it. Um, I think social media is this giant thing that is not good in general, if I'm speaking honestly. Sure. I also believe in that same sentence that there are pockets of amazing things in social media and as consumers, because that's what we are in social media, we're consuming things. We have Mm -hmm. a choice what we consume. And at some point, you just have to make the choice to consume the things that are honoring others, honoring the Lord, honoring of your time. And if they aren't, you have to be able to say, that's not it for me anymore. I'm going to let it go. Now, I mean, I think I, I could probably go a little overboard here. People would probably be like, Sarah, you're, that's a bit much like, you know, don't, don't get into all the cracks, but I even think that's things such as music. Like you listen to on reels. Like I, for me personally, when I'm making a video and putting music to it, this is a side note. I am very careful. I will literally look up lyrics of a song. If I don't know that, even though it has a catchy, you know, summertime, Mm -hmm. summertime, you know, it sounds good for that, you know, five second blip, but like, Mm -hmm. is there a chorus down there that talks about something that's not honoring And so I just think we can never be too overboard or too cautious when it comes to social media. Mm -hmm. And I think we just have to make a choice to say, what's my line and where's my line? And then we have to draw that line. And, and that's hard to do, especially if you're a people pleaser, especially if you just really Mm want to like things, especially if you're like, oh, I, I don't think that really matters much. Like, I think you're, I think that's a little bit much, you know, um, I always just try to think of if my kids were around watching this because they always are and they hear my phone, um, if what they heard is what they heard healthy and if it's not, 
then do I need to be following that account? Is it something, mm-hmm. even if it's a cute video of a bunny chewing on a strawberry, you know, if it's not something that's like edifying, mm-hmm. d- does it need mm-hmm. to be followed? So I just think, you know, always bump things up against the word of the Lord, like the measuring stick, right? Mm-hmm. Like, is it true? Is it honorable? Is it worthy? Is it mm-hmm. all those things that yeah. Paul talked about? Um, mm-hmm. And if it's not, just dump it. Like, it's not worth your time. Mm-hmm. Just dump, just be willing there's to dump it. <laughs> yeah, there's other yes. things. So good. That's a really helpful perspective. So I love that. And um, before we close, do you mind sharing something current or recent from your life that you would call amazing, a pleasant surprise or something that has caused you wonder? I love that because I love that you release that both, both your books. Um, uh, but thank you. the I'm going to go back. Having six boys is amazing and being able to add a little girl to that was pretty, like you said in the beginning, you said like, you know, what'd you, what'd you define amazing as? Remind me again, say that for everyone. A pleasant surprise or something that causes wonder. Yes. Your daughter had to be a pleasant surprise. It was a pleasant surprise that caused wonder (laughs) because I had gone from, I really want a daughter so, so bad. I like, Lord, Mm -hmm. I'm praying for that every pregnancy to I'm good. I don't really need a daughter. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. Just stick me in boyland, and I'll stay there. Right? So it was, after mm. all, a pleasant surprise, full of wonder. It continues to oh. be, but it wouldn't be oh. that without the boys. So it's the combo That's right. of the six mm-hmm. in one that makes it so sweet. It is so sweet. Well, we'll send everyone over to just check out all the things you share and certainly to get their hands on this book because you. your struggles are encouraging a lot of people and I just can't wait to get it in the hands of everyone out there. So thank you you so much for just being willing to share what God's Mm -hmm. done in your life and how you've walked through it. It, It's really important. So thank you. Thank you for having me. All right, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. And again, I did take down quite a few notes and anything else that Sarah and I mentioned, links to where you can find and follow her and get her book are all in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash Sarah dash Molitor. So thank you so much for being here. We have a great lineup of topics and guests this fall that I can't wait to share with you. I just want to spill the beans and tell you all of them right now, but I'll make you wait. So please do keep coming back week after week. If you haven't clicked on the little plus sign on your podcast app, that's how you follow or subscribe to this podcast. That way they will download every week automatically. Great way to never miss an episode. Also, I just have to say it. If you're not on my email list yet, that's where you want to be. Be sure to join my email list. I take really good care of my email people and I will never spam you or share your email. I promise. But you can join that weekly email where I share just the important stuff, anything new, fun, updates, good deals, you name it. Um, I try to keep you smiling and encouraged over there. You can join my email list at monicaswanson.com forward slash subscribe. Okay. Thank you so much in advance for that. God bless you guys. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Thank you.